0: Welcome to this week's episode of Dungeons and Dumb Shit. You know who to call when you have ghosts, but do you know who to call when you have monsters? The Monster Squad. That's right. This week we're talking about the cult classic, The Monster Squad. Probably my favorite childhood movie, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, it is pretty awesome. Oh, man. I want to say, like, I know I mentioned before, our grandma had those two tape desks, you know, and every year on my birthday, I got this movie and like John Wayne's, the Cowboys on the same tape <laughs> and I would wear that MF her
1: out by the next year. And she'd have to and give it, me another one. It was always recorded off of TNT with the commercials. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, I think for monster squad, I actually got it without the commercials. I
0: think grandma rented it one time or something and it just kept burning me. Like she had a master copy and then she would just make me copies of the copy. So by like the third year, it was a little, it was a little iffy. But I still had those copies, you know. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Uh, So The Monster Squad is a 1987 comedy horror film directed by Fred Decker, uh, who also wrote Night of the Creeps, Wikipedia folks. It was written by Decker and Shane Black, who, if you did not know, also uh, was the director of Iron Man 3, probably the worst Iron Man.
1: Um, yeah.
0: yeah, Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, great film. Uh it stars a group of kids who are kind of like these monster fighters. And of course, like not the universal monsters. Um but pretty much universal monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, the gill man, not to be confused with the creature from the black lagoon. Um yeah. and the it's wolf. Different. Yeah, totally different. Not the same. Universal
1: don't sue us. Yeah, um, uh, Fred Deckard, he wanted uh, to bring him back because he felt like at that point, people had already forgotten, like the universal monsters. Well, they would forgotten the about Burgers. Dracula and Wolfman, you know, every, you know, Freddie and Jason were the big thing. And he wanted to be able to bring that back and have people enjoy that again. And while it didn't do well in the theater, uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean,
0: you can't expect the movie to do well. You only give it two weeks in the theater. You played for two weeks in cross theaters, made not a great bit of money. I want to say the budget was around 12 million. The box office was 3.8. So that was just complete and utter trash um for the time. Uh but like you said, great film. Watched it as a kid. I remember um I want to say I probably watched it right when it came out on home video, and that's where it really like found its market. Like when the home video it exploded, it became a cult classic. You know, everybody watched it, loved it. It had the fan base grew exponentially. You know, it was just really, really cool. But I mean, it's hard not to like, you know, as a person, as a younger person, you see other kids as the heroes. So like for kids, it's hard not to kind of get into that, you know, because it's, it's it's like you, instead of watching a bunch of adults save the day, there's people up there that was my age, you know what I mean? Like, man, this is awesome.
1: Yeah. They're kids your age and, you know, mostly boys which you know we you kind of if you're a boy you're gonna look at another boy and be like oh that could be me i could be doing that oh for sure
0: for sure um great yeah like i said it was that was probably the best part for me was that good you know it goes back to what we talked about before um that kind of gateway into horror and stuff um really got really got a lot of it from um, from like monster squad things like that you know scooby-doo of course yeah um, it was actually supposed to get a, a remake, but of course, because it, you know, not a remake, well, there was going to be a remake of it, but it got canceled, which I'm kind of glad it's one of those movies. I think, uh, they should leave alone for pretty much ever.
1: Uh, yeah, it's perfect the way it is. I mean, it's, it's not a big budget film, but it doesn't need to be. No, it has, no I mean, well, a lot well, of uh, neat stuff to it. that makes. 12 million is a pretty solid budget for is. a horror film. Yeah, that's not bad not at all
0: no i mean i i'd like 12 million dollars to make a pretty sweet film um but yeah great like i said great film loved it was a big fan of it um i want to say um god i think really for me it was just it kind of solidified all those because i did like you know the universal monsters so it was cool to see those characters again you know like you see frankenstein but he wasn't like the scary frankenstein you know just like um, in the movie, Ashley Banks's character of Phoebe, the little sister, you know, has that throwback to 1931 Frankenstein, where he meets the little girl and they throw the water, you know, the flowers in the water. But instead of having like the tragic ending, they become friends. And like the next scene is them like walking down the street holding hands or whatever. It's like one of my favorite scenes in movies ever. Like I almost got that as a tattoo on me once. Just Frankenstein oh, holding a yeah. little girl's hand. You know what I mean? Like, uh. I don't know. especially when I became a parent, it just became super like, I don't know. It was just something. It resonated with me. So it's like, it was cool. That they paid homage to so many, um, just so many great scenes from those movies. I mean, those movies came out in like, like 13, 1931, Dracula's 31. Um, all of them, I want to say, except for creature from the black lagoon are in the thirties. Um, the original wolf, not the Wolfman, because that's the more popular one. That one I think was in the fifties, but there was the werewolf of London was in the thirties as well. So when your first kind of universal story character type things came out, um, Beth Lagoon was a little bit later, but it's funny. I uh, was reading a bit and a little bit of research. They keep, they talk about creatures from the forties in the movies. I'm not sure if that was like a, another, uh, Getting licensing issue where you really couldn't even reference the the time frame those movies came out. Maybe not, yeah. Um, because that's that's kind of why they're all different, you know. Like they, they weren't able to get the rights to Universal Monsters, so that's why you see you know the Gill Man instead the Creature from Black Lagoon. Yeah. How he looks, and
1: they knew they were going to be able to get the rights. They wanted to do something a little different where they could really make this their own. Like at that point, the only um, depiction of Frankenstein. Had been Boris Karloff, like that's all they had, like in film form. Well, there were a bunch more. There was a bunch of
0: Frankenstein's, but that was the Frankenstein. That was yeah, that was the Frankenstein. Yeah, but you had like Abbott and Costello, Meet Frankenstein, and like The Bride of Frankenstein, and Son of Frankenstein, and Frankenstein versus Dracula. All those things, those all came out in like forties, fifties. Yeah, but Bride of Frankenstein is still Boris. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, I mean, Boris Karloff is Frankenstein. Like, I don't care who you put in there. If you, if you, someone says Frankenstein, the first thought that comes to your mind is Boris Karloff. It's Boris Karloff. For me, it's a little bit of a mix. Tom Noonan, I think, was a really good Frankenstein. Um, of course, he's the Frankenstein from the Monster Squad, and he does a really good job of having that sympathetic Frankenstein. You know, not because Frankenstein's always been sympathetic. You know, he's kind of like brought to life by this crazed doctor. Um, He he just kind of wants to to live. And I think it's really cool that they kind of let him find a group that will accept him in monster squad. So it's got a really cool, like, you know, the whole movie has that really cool acceptance kind of vibe. You know, you got Horace, the one everybody calls fat kid. He's one of their buddies, you know, and eventually they bring their sister in. So it's all about inclusivity and like just acceptance, which I think is really cool. As an adult looking back on, it, of course, as a kid you don't think about that. You're just like, dude, they're friends with Frankenstein. That's awesome. But it's like you think about it, it's pretty neat just how like you know the kids don't. It's almost like they don't see that he's a monster. You know what I mean? Because at first yeah. you kind of do, and then the people like, no, he's cool. And then but they gave him a chance, even though I mean this dude is like one of the quintessential monsters. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, he's it's Frankenstein's he's monster. monster. Yeah, that's his name, Frankenstein's monster. You know what I mean? And they kind of give him they gave him the benefit of the doubt and let him be part of the group. And he's like, you know, one of them now. And I think that's really cool. Um, kind of, you know, looking at it now, of course, I'm not sure if that was like their intention, but that's kind of what I get from it now. You know, it's, I, was, I was telling you before we started, I was reading on mental floss and they had like the best description of this movie, especially for people that are our age. It was like one part Goonies, one part Ghostbusters and one part Ellen Goodstello meet Frankenstein. Cause it has like that,
1: that cult I mean, classic. Yeah
0: but also that kind of camp, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, this movie, I mean, it has a lot of the same niche things that were around at the time, but this movie is basically the Goonies meets it for me. Like it's, you know, you have the same type of characters that you had from the Goonies Mm -hmm. um, mixed with that. They're going to fight a monster. They even have a sloth. And yeah, I mean, you have, um, yeah, Frankenstein plays the sloth type character. Yeah. Whereas, you know, even in it, where they all have to team together and they name themselves the Losers Club, they name themselves the Monster Squad, and this. And they got to fight the evil, which in it, in the book, which, you know, the movie wasn't out when this movie came out, but the book had just recently been out maybe a year or two. And in the book, Pennywise turns himself into a wolfman and a creature and Frankenstein and Dracula and a mummy. like towards different people because it's, I mean, those monsters are so prevalent in in their culture and for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the main monsters, whether you're calling yourself count Dracula, if you're a vampire, you're Dracula.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, he, he makes
0: his own, you know, it's funny you say that it's an interesting fact. And I think I'd mentioned this earlier. Um, in 2006, Wizard magazine made a list of the 100 greatest villains of all time. And of course, Dracula was on that list. He was number 30, but it was Duncan Rager's Dracula, which he's the guy who plays Dracula in this movie, that was picked for that. So, I mean, all, he beat out Lugosi, um, he beat out Christopher Lee, like all those iconic Draculas. I mean, he, he is picked, pretty great. Oh, man, it's, it's awesome. Apparently, I was reading something else that he never broke character on set like everyone <laughs> talks about like you know the dude the new guy from who's playing pennywise how he never broke character around, around the, the kids well apparently duncan rager or tom noonan were always dracula and frankenstein on set they never broke those characters some people are like that tom noonan's over there eating lunch like bogus <laughs> this is crap. you know what i mean but that's
1: like that was really cool to, to see that i mean it's just really awesome yeah like the beginning shot where you see uh him transform from the bat into Dracula yeah. was so cool looking and it, that always like imprinted itself on my brain oh man I mean special effects and they even talk about how the like the director and the was like it doesn't really matter like usually you see Frankenstein or not Frankenstein Dracula come out of a coffin yeah and they're like we, we could have done that but it's kind of boring we're just gonna make him come from a bat and I'm like why because uh, it looks cool yeah if you get people from like you get stan stan winston and people who go for the stan winston
0: school doing your effects then yeah why not yeah, let's push we're it we're doing awesome effects like hey stan winston what can you do for us uh this dude's gonna be a bat he's gonna transform you know the same with the wolfman transformation is really cool um they do a really good job man the mummy yeah, look all the crazy.
1: monsters are so great looking oh yeah and even even given that let's let's say what's your favorite what is your favorite monster
0: i mean 100 percent it's gonna be friends. in this yeah in this movie frankenstein you know um i met tom noonan at a con one time and we talked about it he's just it had such an impact on me i mean like one of my daughters is named phoebe and it's because of this movie like that scene had such an impact on me and just that character um just yeah for sure for me it's frankenstein's monster you know it's in this movie um just having that that role played and the way he did it to where like he has to do what dracula says because dracula's like you know dracula but then he like rebels a little bit and wants to help out and you know and just um And just how he's so protective of the kids and stuff. And then, of course, the way he is with Phoebe and things like that. It's just, to me, yeah, he's for sure my favorite. That sympathetic,
1: yeah. uh, scary he's a great, monster, but. He's great. And Tom Noonan did a great job. Oh, yeah, he did. I'd have to say for me, it it's by far Gilman. The, the, the creature is yeah. my favorite. Just because, you know, at that point, like Tom Noonan did a good job. And I really like that Frankenstein but to me Boris Karloff is Frankenstein like I just like the way it looks better yeah Uh, whereas you know a vampire is a vampire is a vampire I've never been super fond of vampires but you know in the wolfman it, it did look cool but at that point you know I'd already seen the howling so I mean the howling werewolf is just that's another level but no one else had done a creature yet like, that I can remember, that's not one that's super, like, that's not a go-to for most people. Most people, it's Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, Wolfman. We're going to go to those. Those are the, the big three. The mummy sometimes. or yeah. the mummy sometimes. But no yeah. one no one messes with the creature. And they made the creature look scary as hell.
0: Yeah, he was way scared. I think, in the big I sharp
1: think. teeth. Yeah. And his his big, goofy fish eyes. Which is funny, is the actor that played uh, Gilman was actually... Um, couldn't see out of his costume very well oh i bet <laughs> like it was like tiny pinholes for eyes and he could see almost nothing it was really funny was i kind of like liked it. it i
0: mean I, I agree with you on the costume like i think it it made it, it, it they did make him scarier and i think that was kind of cool because you had that the like i think in the original creature he's almost sympathetic like he's like man he just wants like a lady you know what i mean like yeah to go out and do nothing but in this one he's just mean and like, kind of malicious and Dracula, dracula's like go kill those kids I'm down you. and then yeah it's like that. hell no yeah um but yeah that's that's a good one I didn't think about that that is really cool you don't see a lot of of you know the gill man or the creature from the lagoon you know other than in the original in the you know in the in the the, the um sequels of the creature of black lagoon so yeah that's pretty cool
1: yeah I like that one so Sorry, I, not bad. I, I really like the monsters in this like, they're great always grew up with monsters and you yeah. these are just classic well it's like they said they wanted to use universal they couldn't and they had a certain
0: they had it's funny i was reading they actually had a list of how what percentage of difference each one had to have for them to be able to use that character oh so really said okay. yeah it was like it's easy with dracula because everyone used dracula yeah no I one think. actually owns the rights to dracula because it comes from a book right
1: and, so, kind uh, of the same and Frank i'm pretty sure yeah bram stoker's dracula is in public domain anyway
0: yeah well i mean even still though like the, there's certain things like lugosi did that for universal that fit that character you know what i mean so like that is their character lugosi's portrayal of it but then you have like i said like the red eyes that probably came more from the hammer christopher lee dracula who had the more scary red eyes creepy you know but, but dracula is kind of that one it's just a person it's kind of easy but like frankenstein for instance you know he what they weren't allowed to do bolts in the neck That's why Tom Noonan's bolts are in his forehead. Yeah, they're up here in the forehead. Because they can't be in the neck because they were like, no, man, you can't do it. You know, and there was just like subtle differences. You know, the Wolfman, that's really kind of hard to change that. You really can't be like, well, we own the rights to a a dude with a wolf face because it's the Wolfman. Come on. But yeah, I was reading that they had a percentage of things they they had to kind of get around. It was like, you can only go, it has to be this percent different or you can't use it
1: that's crazy i didn't know they did something like that i mean it makes sense with them not being able to use it like how much different do we have to make these characters oh for sure yeah because they really wanted to Like like you said before they wanted to
0: bring those characters back and bring them back to the forefront and say hey look these are the original kind of monsters the scary people you know a dude with a chainsaw and a mask or a kitchen knife and a mask is nothing compared to like the power of dracula you know and uh i think that was really cool um, especially some of the scenes like you know when the lightning flashes and he has like that skull face you know and it just really yeah, that is, was really uh, awesome as to the ominous ominousness of uh that, i'm not sure if ominousness is a word but whatever of dracula you know it was really cool i mean that's probably why some of the scenes in this i'm sure are why he was he was picked over all the other draculas
1: as like the best um which i think is pretty cool for this movie that's a good last yeah he did he did a hell of a job like he was on point like if i was a kid on that set i would be scared to death of him oh dude you know it's funny (laughs) that's a
0: good lead in the scene where he picks phoebe up ashley banks character up and she screams that was the first time that she had ever seen him with red eyes and fangs because out of all out of all the kids he refused to wear them around her because he didn't want to scare her because she was like five or six, like very young. And he didn't want to scare her. But on that scene where he opens his eyes, the director was like, Hey, you know, Fred Decker was like, I need you to scream. And she was like, Well, when do you want me to scream? He's like, Oh, you'll know. (laughs)
1: So (laughs) she gets gets
0: lifted up on a platform and he's holding her, you know, and he opens his eyes and that was that was a genuine like response to that. That's how scared she was of him. And that's the only time she ever saw dracula with the red eyes and the fangs and every time he would other than that whenever she was in the scenes he would try not to have him in
1: huh well i mean that makes sense jeez i mean
0: that is like the other kids he didn't care about but phoebe he was like nah man i'm not gonna scare the little girl
1: yeah i mean most of those actors are usually stand up people like they don't you know even when you're playing a monster with other kids in the movie you don't really want to scare the children you know that you know they have scary stuff happening and I've seen a lot of stuff like behind the scenes documentary type things where they truly just try to protect those children from seeing anything yeah. like that. They did the same thing on like, um, the exorcist, like they kept her away from a lot of that stuff. Just, they even had a stunt double for her. a lot of the scarier, more graphic scenes, cause they just didn't want to traumatize her. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We want to <laughs> traumatize her. It was
0: funny. Another cool little funny thing. Um, I actually met the main character, Sean Andre Gower at a convention one time. And, uh, he signed my copy of the, of the DVD that it's no, I no longer have, which is sad. Um, but first thing I said to him was like, Oh man, you have been grown since monster squad <laughs> because he's so short. Oh, like, man. And he just gave me a look like F you do. Like he was just not, he still autographed my stuff. And his girlfriend was like kind of rude to me after that or wife or whoever. I bet. But he's a tiny man. Like, my belly button. He's a very small dude. Like, you know, Tom Noonan's pretty tall. When I met him, it was kind of cool. It was like talking to another adult. But when I met Andre Gower, even though he's older than me, it was just like, wow, you're like a small individual. (laughs) Which i kind of like a jerk. A lot of people to you though. You're so tall. Yeah, but yeah, but he's like extra small. Like, like a child. He was little. He's very small. You a little dude you were very tiny. I was like, man, I, I, I think I might have said something along the lines of, man, you're like the height that I was when this movie came out or something. It was something really kind of rude that I never would have thought about um, before. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> until, I mean, it was funny cause now I'm looking him up. He's, he's five, six, which really isn't that short. It's like how tall my wife is. <laughs> but I guess when I met him, I just expected like a man, you know, like a full grown man. Um, which is funny because Jason Herbie, who is also in the Monster Squad, he's the one that makes fun of Horace all the time. Um, he's only five four, so he's even shorter.
1: Old dude from Wonder Years? Yeah, he's five foot four.
0: He is a a tiny human being. Tom is six five. Tiny, tiny people. Sorry, I googled height, now they're all just popping up. <laughs> um but yeah, I just I, I, I thought all was of these goons. I was like, man, you're a tiny human being. And then I was like, I'm really sorry. Could you please autograph my thing? Because Monster Squad is my favorite movie when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, he was cool after that. But, yeah, I kind of made fun of him and insulted him a little bit. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. Go ahead. It had a lasting impact, man. Like I said, I named my daughter Phoebe because of this movie. You know, and uh, with the twins, you know, me and their mom decided, you know, she was going to pick one of their first names and the other one's middle name. And then I could pick a first name and the middle name. So I got one named after Rose Tyler and one named after Phoebe from the monster squad.
1: Oh, Phoebe, the Phoebe. What is your favorite scene from this movie? Oh
0: man. Um, well, like earlier a big one for me as an adult, um, is Frankenstein and Phoebe walking away, holding hands. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a strong scene. Yeah. But when I was a kid, dude, when Dracula blows up their clubhouse and says, meeting adjourned, <laughs> it was messed up. I was, like, I was like, that clubhouse was so cool, and I was so pissed off. Like, how dare you? I want that clubhouse so bad. Because it was so awesome. And he just it was not
1: an awesome clubhouse. He just so throws so a stick of down like it's nothing. And he's like, meeting adjourned. Like, what are you, Arnold, trying to throw out a one-liner? I know, Come one-liner. All right, you ain't no Freddie. You better calm down. I know it was a good
0: one though, because I it hurt my feelings. I like, did hurt me <laughs> in my heart. I remember I, I ain't gonna lie, I probably begged dad most of our life. Can we go to tree house? He's like, We don't have any trees. I'm like, No, we <laughs> that was the worst part. Could we you just figure it out? So bad. Could you just build me a shack a back here or something? Come on. You know,
1: I wanted to be that monster squad. What was yours? I think and it's very silly. And my favorite part of the whole movie was the first time you see the mummy. When in the, the closet about how there's a monster in my closet <laughs> yeah and it's like there's a monster in my closet and then the For dad Eugene. opens the door and he's <laughs> like there's nothing and the mommy's just like mm, hanging out there it just chill <laughs> that part was so funny to me but at the same time i love that part because in the background in the kids room is a my pet monster yeah and i love my pet monster oh dude this movie is, to- is chock full of
0: horror easter eggs and i was like oh man that's so awesome the posters and the models and all the stuff um it's yeah it's it's basically a love letter to horror movies i think it's a love letter to the universal monsters films um it's a love letter to you know the the youth of people who came up with those like really just obsessed with them you know it's a group of kids who are 100 percent obsessed with monsters man you know what i mean like it's just cool you know it was was, was a really good film and they had such high hopes for it they were gonna make a toy out of phoebe's doll scraps i mean they had all these really oh really
1: they were gonna make toys
0: oh yeah i mean if the movie had gone on uh and been successful i think it would have they could have been like you know if it was made today and had the same like fanfare that some movies like marvel movies and stuff get they were they had a plan for it man they were trying to bring it out to the masses and it just didn't do well um
1: yeah nothing it just didn't i mean it got released a lot of the same time as a lot of other bigger movies that it just there wasn't a whole lot you could do with it i mean it was good but when you had you know the competition it had like i'm pretty sure um it came out like the same year as lethal weapon and i know it's a different fran- like type of franchise but that was a huge movie yeah but it's also done by shane black i mean it was done by the same person <laughs> yeah but it's just i mean he had a lot of hits that year and monster squad just didn't do it but thank god for the vhs sales yeah oh okay, cuz that's all that made, made it go cuz we we kept it and we uh i mean we watched the crap out of that if we didn't own it or grandma didn't film it for us we rented it from the video store oh yeah dude, i'm
0: this is probably as a kid the movie i watched more than anything else like hands down the monster squad was my number one go to
1: all the time oh yeah it's probably definitely if we had to pick like movies from our childhood it's top 10 top five maybe it's, it's it's top five for me for sure um just the amount of times we watched it how much we love this movie it's definitely up there in the top five. Oh yeah yeah i agree i
0: agree and i said it's a great film man like i said it's um I mean, again, I named I named my kid after a character. You know what I mean? So it has such an impact on me. It's <laughs> definitely one of my favorite childhood film. Um, if I if I if I could think back, you know, this one, uh, The Goonies, uh, Neverending Story, movies like that. They're all those. Those are my favorites. You know, and this one Great. was probably classic up there. movies. Yeah, I mean, this is up there. This, this might be number one for me from a kid movie. Maybe number two, um, behind Willow, maybe. But they're both like just there for me you know and of course you know I got star wars and stuff but this one was like my go-to you know if I'm home, yeah, but we've always
1: have... been like that like for us it's it's star wars and then every other movie like star wars has always been on its own like it's we can't even categorize it because star wars is its own thing yeah, it's yeah, so it's... massive it's just its own thing yeah it's so everything star else and like, then the other stuff but this one how awesome all these other things are that aren't star wars definitely Foster
0: squad was definitely one of them definitely lended uh, lended lent itself to my uh my initial love of, of all things kind of monster and horror movies i think oh, yeah. uh because i like i really love i love i love monster films but also i'm a huge fan i'm sorry let me erase that. i love like horror movies and slashers but i'm a huge fan of monster movies like frankenstein's probably my favorite monster um and just of course bill bill you know like Bella ghost did a great job as dracula I mean, Lon Chaney a great Wolf Man. Lon Chaney but, Jr. Carloff, yeah, Carloff yeah. is just a beast, man. Like he was such a strong character, and there was so much. Um, he just had a good look. Well, yeah, but there was just so much. I don't know, man. There was like so much sadness and emotion in that primal character, and um, yeah. I think they did a good job carrying it over. You know, you know, and, and one of my, one another one of my favorite scenes is when they're like talking to him and he's repeating their sounds. He's all like bogus, you know what I'm just like <laughs> learning, you know what I mean? He's like a kid it was just cool. And, um, I don't know. I just related to Frankenstein a lot. I just loved it. So <laughs> it, for giant. me, it was, you are Frankenstein pretty much. Yeah. I'm, I'm bigger <laughs> than Frankenstein. Uh, it was cool. Oh, fun side note. I actually played Frankenstein in a movie one time, uh, like a 48 hour film fest that was like this hobo bearded Frankenstein with these weird stitches in my face and like metal plates and stuff. And uh, yeah, I played Frankenstein in a in a short film once. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to slam a, an actor up against the wall, and yeah, that's uh, Frankenstein would do. He was also the director, so he was he had had to do it like eight times, and I was like, <laughs> man, uh, so I'm gonna be honest with you, I can't like easily put you up here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of strong, but I'm not strong enough to just gently pick you up. And so he's like, no, man, just just do it full out. I'm like, I'm gonna have to hit you hard. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> So I slammed this grown man like two feet off the ground into a, a cemetery wall like eight times as <laughs> Frankenstein until he got the scene he wanted. And uh, I'm sure he was bruised and battered afterwards. But yeah, oh, of course. Um, and that was like when they asked me, I was like, uh, yes, I will be Frankenstein. Yes, um,
1: I will be your Frankenstein.
0: I can't act to save my life, but I will be Frankenstein. Um, so, yeah, he's my all-time, one of my all-time in, favorite character. In the words people. of Alice Cooper yeah we'll be your be, friend but yeah <laughs> uh 100 man like i said great film great lasting impact and um there's
1: actually we really cannot talk about this movie without mentioning wolfman scott nards i was gonna i was gonna ignore it <laughs> no uh
0: i'm actually probably gonna name the episode that uh you're right man that is that is the line from the
1: film it, it, it's not my favorite line because you know there's just so many good ones but man, it's a good one. That's the line, dude. Like, it if you say that from
0: the movie, everyone, everyone knows that. Everyone remembers kick him in the nards. He didn't have nards. <gasps> Wolfman's got nards. Oh You're just God. like, <laughs> and yeah, it's that is that is the line for sure. For sure.
1: I remember <laughs> laughing.
0: You know what I mean? Like, it's what? very quoted for sure. Just kick the
1: wolfman in the junk, and he just did okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Okay. Put him in his ballad, like as a kid and be like, <laughs> kick him in the nards. He's a monster. Oh, yeah. He don't got nards. Yeah.
0: Just,
1: Just do it. Okay. This dude's a wolf man. Uh, But yeah, and then it works. <laughs> you know, it's really crazy too. And I was thinking about this movie and how there's, even if it did get rebooted, there's no way they could do half the shit they did in that movie. No. And Like there's some of it. There's so much of it that's not PC nowadays. Like kids are smoking. The next girl, the girl next door gets blackmailed with her naked photos that were taken without her consent. Yeah. And they call him Fat Kid the whole movie. I know the Fat Shame. This kid the whole time. They make him eat a, a stepped on. They're trying to make him eat
0: a stepped on candy bar. <laughs> they do. Yeah.
1: You know oh I mean? man, I remember that scene. That was terrible. I was like, "Don't do it, kid. Don't eat that it. candy bar. You ain't nothing. You were just on Wonder Years. Yeah, and You were jerking that it. movie too or exactly. in that show. You're turning that, and
0: that's why. Like when Rudy's all like, no. you eat it.'
1: <laughs>
0: okay, Rudy. Uh, whatever you say. That's, that's not a weird thing. Why is Rudy hanging out with them? Why are you like
1: old hanging out with these ten-year-old kids? He likes monster too, I guess.
0: He liked monsters, man. He was just trying no. to get with
1: old dude's sister. He he hung out with them because he realized the best vantage point for him to spy on that girl was from the clubhouse. Yeah, pretty much. And he was a teenage boy. That's what you're gonna do.
0: With a leather jacket and a sweet banana seat bike, right? He was was (laughs) BA, smoking and stuff. He's freaking cool. BA with his bow and arrow. Get out of here,
1: Rudy. Rudy was a G. (laughs) (laughs) At this moment, I can bring back my five facts. Are you ready? Very good ones. Let's get him. Sweet <laughs> Williams Five Facts. Factoids. Number five. Liam Neeson originally auditioned for the role of Dracula. Man, that wouldn't that be crazy? A young, very young Liam Neeson. Oh yeah. He, be, he was pretty, in eighty seven, he was probably like pretty much unknown. He was very unknown. Yeah. He went on to do some western movie, which is weird.
0: I know, that's, that's strange, true. too. You know, was, in my research, I was reading about that, and apparently they were going to cast Liam Neeson. Like He had the role yeah. until uh, Duncan Rager came in, and they were like, he was terrifying. Like, not only did he nail it, he was terrifying. Like, yeah, Liam Neeson's good, but I'm scared of this guy. Do you imagine <laughs> Liam Neeson's accent? I'd be like, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I'm going to suck your blood. <laughs> I will find you. And
1: I will yeah. suck, suck I was, your blood. I was watching a, a video about when I was doing my research on the monster squad and it was so funny. Like I thought it was funny because I am terrible. I love bad puns. Yeah. So this guy was making this joke when I was learning this <laughs> one. He was like, you could probably say that this role was taken from him. He <laughs> <laughs> was oh, like, I'm dude. sorry, I won't do it again. I was like, No, it was too funny. <laughs> that was so funny. All right, now we got number four. The werewolf face on Wolfman was modeled after Stan Winston. What? So the face on the Wolfman looks like Stan Winston. You know, it's funny when
0: now that you say that, (laughs) if I close my eyes, it is like, is Stan Winston. That's hilarious. Oh, Stan Winston.
1: God, legend right there. All right. And then number three, um, when this movie got greenlit, Decker actually gave it a small shout out in his movie Night of the Creeps. When oh, nice. there's a scene in the movie where a kid falls over in a bathroom and written on in graffiti on the bathroom wall says go monster squad.
0: <laughs> That's cool. I had to next, I had to go back and rewatch Night of the Creeps and look for that. I never pay attention.
1: There's a there's a bunch of graffiti like all over the walls. But it's like right under the sink. Like he falls on the floor and it's like right under the sink. You can see it. And number two, Tom Woodruff, who is the actor who plays Gilman, had to be glued into his suit. So they would not show any scenes during recording. So when he was filming the scene, they had to make it look like he was an actual you know, creature. They like the glued him people. into the suit for 12-hour days. I feel like that didn't feel good, taking that off. No, I guarantee it didn't. Not only could he not see, but he was not able to get out of the suit or go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's terrible. Hours. And this is my favorite. Number one Dustin Diamond, aka Screech, was originally in the movie in a scene in the school, but they cut it. Because it was Dustin Diamond. Because it was just it, the scene did not matter. <laughs> or they just knew this guy's going to be a goon. <laughs> we can't get him out
0: of here i know they saved themselves we don't want this dude associated with our film we can't have screeching in here his name's dustin diamond it sounds like he should be a porn star let's take him out of this film altogether it's a terrible <laughs> name right? it's a terrible name that's pretty funny man like um yeah i couldn't imagine that would be so weird just of course, then you wouldn't know who he is. But looking back now, you're like, you'd be like, that's yeah. freaking Dustin Diamond. Why is yeah, looking back, it would be so weird. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's cool. Screech pots and monsters. Oh, and then man. went to Bayside.
0: <laughs> he went to high school at Bayside. It's like, the, it's like the same world. That's
1: cool, man. So, like, yeah, good facts this week. Yeah. I enjoy giving the facts. It's probably my favorite thing so far. I like getting to talk to you and then facts. Um, I have Sharing one I could fact. give you that's a fun fact for you. Oh, we're going to get a bonus fact. All right.
0: We get a bonus fact. Let me find it again, though. I was just reading it, and I was thinking about it while you were talking about your facts, and now I can't find it. Oh, yeah. The, the plane that Dracula flies over in is called The Browning, which is the name of the director of one of the original monster films. Like, I have oh. it right here in my brain. Where is it? One second. Let me find that again. It was... um, Yeah. At the start of the film, the play where Dracula first appears, has Browning written on the side, and is a nod to di- director Todd Browning, who directed Dracula. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of cool. That was um, cool. Another sad fact is that Brett Chalam, the guy who played horace aka fat kid he actually died of pneumonia in 1997
1: mm-hmm. i didn't cool, know that one kind of a bummer I don't know.
0: there's a lot of cool facts about this movie man they're like they're just kind of like oh, okay okay
1: you know they're like oh i see that
0: nod there and tons of nods um you know if you haven't seen it for sure go out and see it it is uh Great film. It's great for kids. Um, you will have to be
1: a, buy it because it is not streaming on anything at the moment.
0: Is it not on Amazon anymore? No. You can buy it. I'm sure you could probably find it somewhere. I know there's a documentary that was uh, done maybe 2018, 2019 uh, for like film festivals that's about to come out that is actually uh, directed by Andre Gower. It's called Wolfman's Got Nards. You can check that out. That's about this movie. Um, you can probably buy it pretty cheap, like all your normal blu-ray slash dvd retailers yeah, definitely um, go out and check it out i'd say it's a great film uh if you're trying to get your kids into horror but you're worried they'll be scared solid film to start them off with and introduce to those iconic classic characters um oh yeah can't go wrong with that they're not too terrifying no no i mean they're not terrifying at all you know what i mean I mean they are but they're not you know what
1: i mean well, you know and i mean you probably it's what 40 50 year old movie at this point 87 um, so you yeah. it's a 40 yeah I I mean, know, it's not like 50 that'd be a long it's time 50, that is a long time it was like a 40 I mean, year old movie i'm not 50 so or even 40 yet, yet weird, so. but i mean you 25. know the kids win in the end maybe but, maybe, maybe. <laughs> a always 40 year old movie it's but cool yeah. you know it, you know your kids can make your kids feel like us or you know if you watch the movie like you did when you were a kid like i could fight a monster too yeah, I can kick Wolfman in the NARS. What's suck I could do it. I'll kick him real I hard. I will defeat the mummy in the easiest way possible. Oh, dude. By uh, unraveling him. Exactly.
0: That is the <laughs> best scene ever. And it's just a skull floating around. Like, what? Crazy. The best. All right. Well, that is our episode on the Monster Squad. So I want to thank you guys, everybody, for listening in this week. Check yes, it thank out. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much. Um, you know, joining us
0: on this uh, nostalgia journey here from when we were kids. Um, as always, you can check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or pretty much
1: Everywhere. anywhere
0: you can get a podcast. We or are all those places, all around. We out there. Everywhere. We out there. <laughs> um, yeah, guys. I mean, jump online, check us out, leave a like, leave a review. Um, you know, tell us what you thought. You know, if you have a favorite scene from Monster Squad, let us know. You can find us on Facebook. You can shoot us a message. Um, you know. Engage with us. We love we love this old stuff, man. It's kind of our, it's our, it's our wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, this is sure. what we do. I'm actually going to show this movie to my students pretty soon. I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah. As, as always, special thanks to Belushi Speedball, the Bleeps, the Sweeps, and the Creeps from their album Speedball Three, another EP, and of course to Fred Decker for making this movie and having the character Phoebe I can name my child after.
1: All right, guys. And come back and see us next week. That's Chicken right. shit.
0: But now, that's our show. We'll see you next time. See you Tune in next week. Same dumb time, same dumb shit.